As he exited the church, a local resident grabbed his rifle and engaged that suspect. The suspect dropped his rifle, which was a Ruger AR assault type rifle, and fled from the church. Our local citizen uh, pursued the suspect at that time. Complicating the gun conversation that's going on today, you did have somebody that, because they had a gun, quite possibly stopped it from uh, going from 26 dead people to, who knows, 56 dead people. Yep. And because this, you know, often turns into a gun conversation. Well, yeah. If bad guys are going to have guns, you have to have good guys with guns. Um, so we were talking earlier about how we could we could rerun more or less the conversations the day after uh, a whole bunch of these shootings and have the same same texts, same back and forths over violence in television and various gun laws and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Just a quick comment before you launch into that. Got a uh, note from frequent correspondent Ken who says, I have to say the theory floated on today's show of the mass shootings being the result of some mysterious contagion is utter fantasy. Because we don't understand the reasons for some tragic event is not a cause for magical thinking, etc., etc. You have no idea what we're talking about. We're talking about culture. We're talking about cultural norms, ideas that find acceptance. Things that didn't used to be that now are all the time. Yeah, it's actually, you know, you can feel that way. Um, uh, for me, it's the only thing that makes sense. In 17 months, we've had three of the five worst shootings in American history. And, um, well, I'll just read from Malcolm Gladwell, who was uh, answering questions in an interview for his book, The Tipping Point. And he got into this. He was talking about school shootings, right, in particular? Uh, suicides. Okay. Yeah, but uh, it, it's, it's applicable to this. I'm convinced that ideas and behaviors and new products move through a population very much like a disease does. This isn't just a metaphor. In other words, I'm talking about a very literal analogy. One of the things I explore in the book is that ideas can be contagious in exactly the same way that a virus is. One chapter in the book, for example, deals with a very strange epidemic of teenage suicide in the South Pacific Islands of Micronesia in the 70s and 80s. And he goes through that. We like to use words like contagiousness and infectiousness just to apply to the medical realm. But I assure you that after you read about what happened in Micronesia, you'll be convinced that behavior can be transmitted from one person to another as easily as the flu or the measles can. In fact, I don't think you have to go to Micronesia to see this pattern in action. Isn't this the explanation for the current epidemic of teen smoking in this country? And what about the rash of mass shootings we're facing at the moment from Columbine through the Atlanta stockbroker through neo-Nazis in Los Angeles? This was a number of years back. Um, And then you got this other dude uh, writing about and also uh, focusing on suicides. The kind of contagion Phillips is talking about isn't something rational or even necessarily conscious. It's more like a persuasive argument. It's something much more subtle than that. When I'm waiting at a traffic light and the light is red, sometimes I wonder whether I should cross and jaywalk. Then somebody else does it, and so I do too. It's kind of imitation. I'm getting permission to act from someone else who is engaging in a deviant act. Is this a conscious decision? I can't tell. Maybe afterwards I could brood on the difference, but at the time I don't know whether any of us knows how much of our decision is conscious or how much is unconscious. Human decisions are subtle and complicated and not very well understood. The fascinating thing about this permission giving is how extraordinary specific it is. Stories about suicides result in an increase in single car crashes where the victim was the driver. This is interesting. They've done, they've done lots of studies. You've probably heard this, that if... Um, suicides are in the news 
you have more people committing suicide. Mm-hmm. That has been documented over and over and over again. This person looked at, not only do you have people committing suicide by the conventional uh, uh, means, and he did a lot of studies on this, and he said it's mind-blowing. You have more single-car crashes where it would look like the person killed themselves by crashing their car. So they, in effect, committed suicide. Right. But they used their car. Stories about suicides resulted in an increase in single-car crashes where the victim was the driver. Stories about suicide murders resulted in an increase in multiple car crashes in which the victims included both drivers and passengers. Stories about young people committing suicide resulted in more traffic fatalities involving young people. Stories about older people committing suicide resulted in more traffic fatalities involving older people. In other words, it's it's even... Unhappy people driving completely recklessly without regard to their own safety? Is that what he's hitting at? Or... Well, I, I don't know. I don't want to get hung up on that point. But, but so the idea is that subconsciously or consciously, to what extent he doesn't know, we, we, we hear about these things and then we just do them. If it, was, if it was on our list of possibilities in our head, we get permission from society to go ahead and do it when we see that other people have done it. Like if you're kind of in an area where committing suicide is even the thought you see that other people are doing it, and you're willing to go ahead and do it. If you're anywhere in the in the realm of shooting a place up, and then you see these stories of people doing it, it's permission to do it. Well, I will tell you this, having shepherded three kids through uh, various high schools, if a kid commits suicide, it's red alert, and if two commit suicide, it's DEFCON 1, because there is a well-known pattern of you know copycat is i hate that term because it it makes it sound so light or silly or dumb uh, but it can spread and it does spread um the author's conclusion this particular author's conclusion is worth quoting in full many patients who attempt suicide are drawn from a section of the community in which self-aggression is generally recognized as a means of conveying a certain kind of information among this group the act is viewed as comprehensible and consistent with the rest of the cultural pattern If this is true, it follows that the individual who in particular situations, usually of distress, wishes to convey information about his difficulties to others, does not have to invent a communicational medium uh, to do it. The individual within the attempted suicide subculture can perform an act which carries a performed meaning. All he has is required to do is invoke it. This is complicated language, I realize. The process is essentially similar to that whereby a person uses a word in a spoken language. You're trying to communicate something to the world, you're told through culture that this is the way you communicate that feeling, Mm -hmm. and then you feel okay doing it. Right. Why wouldn't this? Especially after you've seen peers do it. Suicide has taken a human life. Why wouldn't this be true for these uh, these shootings? I think these two things together, the idea of it being a contagion or whatever, and this the way it plays upon our psyche, I think this makes more sense than any of the other arguments I've heard about all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That it's violence in video games or our gun laws have changed or something. Well, and and listen, this is going to draw, you know, angry emails from people who can't just listen to an argument and think about it. But um, there also is a craze, uh, craze, a popularity uh, of collecting like AR-15s among certain people more than there was 30 years ago. No doubt. I mean, they're flying off the shelves. We're just talking sales figures, people. I'm not calling for the revoking of the Second Amendment, so settle down. I sound like Dennis Miller all of a sudden. What's my problem? Um, so, yeah, there's absolutely, you know, an increase in sales of that sort of weapon. And you combine the two things together among certain subcultures uh, or quite a few subcultures. And I think you got what we got. 
And all you people talking about angry white men, don't, you know, listen. Yeah, notably recently. So this is a white guy sounding quite don't, angry. Don't let me, don't make me go to the list of angry black guys who've shot up their workplace or a church in vengeance of Dylan Roof or whatever. It's it's not about race. Why is everything about race with you people? What uh, did you did you have a? There are like six.